Welcome back to 109.8 The Axe. This is your host, KJ Green. Super Tuesday, everybody. Who's pumped? I hope everybody out here has got the I Voted sticker on their forehead, maybe on a social media page or whatnot, because you guys are pawns in the game if you're going on social media. Just kidding, though. It's great to vote. Hope you're all doing well today. KJ Boone, Nirvana. Here we go. Good morning. Good afternoon. Hello, everyone. Yes. All right. Yes. Yeah, I was just gonna, yeah, I was just gonna let it roll. I was just gonna oh, let it go. I don't want to let it go too far. You know, I wanted you to get involved. All right. Maybe well, one day you could. Maybe one day you could be a caller. Like, hey, this is KJ Boone, and like we'll just riff for a minute. You'll be like, hey, this is like Axel. Okay, you know? I was just like, you're doing the intro. I'm gonna let it happen. I'm not gonna respond, and we're just gonna. That's all right. Yeah, Did that's I what happened. It? No. All right. No. Sorry, KJ. I was about to say. I was just gonna say, give it to the man. But you said, let's give it to Nirvana. And that's when I thought it was like, you cue the music. That's, you yeah. know, give it to Nirvana. I'm not Nirvana. Right. <laughs> right. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Down goes the man today on Super Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome. <laughs> KJ Boone's radio studio has an awful echo, but let's give it to the man. I cut my own. Yeah. <clears throat> KJ Boone's studio is being run out of a bootleg software basement and like my landlord's nephew's garage i no actually no you if you look at the video it looks like you're in the attic right now it's just you and golf clubs driver broken driver did the episode start yet no like did the music start nope okay you want you want to start that off and kick it we are tonight's entertainment i'm not going to stop the wheel I'm going to break the wheel. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Duh. All right, we are here with episode 22. Maybe 23. I'm going to say 22. Like um, and today we are reviewing, continuing our review. Um, we are on Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Um, we will also be doing some NFL picks. And we also are still in the market for a TV show to review by episode. Are we thinking something old? Are we thinking something on now like HBO's White Lotus? That is to be discussed. To be TBD. Um, but... Yes, we're here on a beautiful Tuesday. We're on schedule. Episode will come out Wednesday for our weekly listeners. Um, and other than that, I'm just excited to uh, excited to be back. Yeah, I'm real pumped to be here, Dan. Uh, super excited to be on the show once again. Happy that everyone can tune in. Daily release, weekly release schedule going for every Wednesdays. We hiccuped last week, whatever. But we're back. We're pumped. Sabres just lost four one to the Arizona Coyotes. Their home stadium has 4,000 fans or whatever. Don't care. Uh, Knicks beat your Sixers. How does that taste? I, I could care less about the Sixers. Wow. Fake fan, man. You've been riding that train for four years now, five years. No, What's this? If, if you want to be honest, we had a lot bigger things going on. The Phillies were in the, the World Series, and they just lost. The Eagles are 8-0. The Union lost in the MLS Cup. Not like I watched anything but that. But... <laughs> Sixers are just James Harden's hurt. 
Glenn Rivers is a bad coach, and it's November. Give me a month or so, and then I'll start watching. I, what is, I, you know, there are they haven't even played like 15 games yet. Let's give the NBA a little bit of a rest. The league's kind of a joke. It's kind of a mess. It's not that fun to watch regular season games anyway. Did you say Glenn Rivers? Yeah. Is that his first name? I reckon it is, yeah. No way. I'm going to fact check that. Glenn. No wonder he goes by Doc. Yeah. <laughs> He's a shit coach. <laughs> oh my God. Glenn Anton Doc Rivers. <laughs> what the fuck? Never would I have guessed his name was Glenn. Yeah, there's a few names when your parents name you that. You can get through it about till you're like 18. And then, or 18, I take the back, 12. And then you better pick up on a nickname. You know what I mean? There's a few names in the world where you better like start be going by Butch or yeah. Shooter. <laughs> well, but, but, <laughs> no, Butch is a great name. <laughs> Butch is a great I'm, nickname. I'm picturing Butch is either like a tomboy that's real name is Aaron or Butch is the bully from Christmas Story. That's what I'm I, picturing when I hear Butch. Yeah, but like obviously bullies have bad names. Like the bully was named Glenn, and that's why he goes by Butch. What was the bully's name at Christmas? Scott Farkas. Scott Farkas. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, Scott Farkas was his name. He's got the bear skin hat, the coon skin hat. Or whatever yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll get in. Maybe we'll do some Christmas reviews, some holiday we reviews. We could do the sequel. We do the sequel. We can. I don't know if I want to watch that. All right, I'm right with you. It's never going to be on TBS. It'll be on Disney Plus, I think. Just HBO. HBO. Disney Plus is getting uh, new Santa Claus. Yeah, I reckon that might, that might be all right. It seems like it's yeah. going to be more for adults. That's what I was kind of picking up. Well, they, they're they bringing back whatever the lead elf is, so I'm into that. Tim Allen's back. Right. I mean, I think everybody cares about Tim Allen. Which lead elf? The little kid that cat in the hat? Or, uh, no, not Convex. Spencer Breslin? Or is it uh, – who's the other elf? God, dude, I don't know. All right, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, we're really happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I do want to talk about NFL in a bit. Um, but I also, I also want to say this today. I just had a little, a little podcast thought. You know, what's that now? So I got Chick Fil A for work. Um, boss got it for me, and I requested the um the spicy chicken sandwich meal. And I, once again, this isn't, this has happened a few times. We've gotten Chick-fil-A and I got the spicy chicken sandwich meal. It's been great. But this time she got me the deluxe. You know, I'm not a picky eater by any means. So I'm not going to complain. This is my first ever time. This is my first time having the Chick-fil-A deluxe sandwich. All they do is add lettuce. They ruined it. They ruined it. It's delicious. No, first of all, the pickles are always on and you're also forgetting the cheese. Yeah, you don't it, like the it, pepper jack? Who gets the spicy chicken sandwich without the pepper jack? It, it ruins the simplicity of a Chick-fil-A sandwich. That's what makes it so good. It's almost, it feels un-American, you know? Un-Amer- Un-American is over doing simplified little chickens. <laughs> the chicken sandwich is just bread, chicken, pickles. You add lettuce, un- bad tomatoes, and hardly melted pepper jack cheese? What world is this? I can see where you're coming from, but as a man that loves it loaded... I, uh, I, think it's, I think it's pretty smashing. <laughs> That's because you like your shit greasy. You like your elbows out. You like stuff dripping down your face. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I um, I am looking for the elf, and I saw him in the trailer. But then I went on IMDb, and I don't like this about IMDb. 
Oh, Bernard. That's his name. Bernard. Bernard. I, well, I went to find his 40. fucking picture, and he's like 40. Right. So it's like 40 years old. Bernard. Bernard. Um, Westworld's also canceled. That's kind of crazy. Oh, uh, that's, a, that's a heartbreaker. Right. I mean, their ratings have absolutely crashed since uh, COVID. And I, I know they spiked a little bit with season four, but with the new, what is it, H or uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, yeah. just with their price gouging, they just said, fuck that. They're cutting shit quick. No doubt. Um, yeah, I saw they're all getting paid out for season five. So it's like, it's kind of abrupt. Um, I'm upset. Jonathan Nolan, the director, Christopher Nolan's brother, and you know the showrunner, he was just like, since we started this, five seasons always in mind. We knew exactly how we were going to end That's it. That's wild. They can't give it to them. Uh, it's nuts to me. Like it's, Lisa Joy it, and and Nolan. Well, what killed them, obviously with COVID too, they had a whole different plans for season uh, four, I believe, or three. They were gonna. I, I know a lot of their plans. Sometimes seven seasons, if it really caught fire. I mean, they were like five is the minimum. We know we're going to end it with five. But I know that they had plans of showing the whole war for a season. And with the four-year jump, I think Warner Brothers lit them on fire and just said, finish the story as fast as you can. So they just molded two seasons into one. Okay. Whatever. It, it got just Yeah, it yeah you're the only one who watches it. And, right, right. But it, but it is weird, I say, when, when shows get canceled before they can end it. Like, it happens, but it's usually like, after one season or after two seasons, this random sitcom on NBC got canceled. A HBO show with a big cast and big name. Just a little little odd. Discovery should just stick to David Attenborough and stay the hell away from HBO. Let them operate let's business also, as usual. Let's be honest. Discovery doesn't get David Attenborough. That's a, that's a BBC. That's a British production. Isn't that you National want- Geographic that actually gets now, Attenborough might do that stuff. I doubt it. He usually just does BBC stuff. Maybe he'll do a Netflix thing. You think Attenborough would spank me? He'd spank you. You right? I, I, was, yeah. I was doing an office bit today. Uh, oh, I was whistling geez. this morning, and I didn't really notice. I was whistling, and it echoes from my office. And somebody comes out. He goes, who's do-? I didn't hear him. He's going, who, who's doing that? Who's doing that? And I'm not hearing it. I'm whistling. Uh, it's the holiday season with Santa Claus. You know, I'm just. Right as I get into the morning, I'm like, up a Joe comes out. Some of us are trying to fucking war. And I immediately like hide behind my computers and staring at me. Yeah. And uh, I get up, right? He goes back in his office. Like, oh my God, he's going to spank me. And, you know, a couple people are like, yeah, yeah, man, he's really pissed. And I go, he's going to come out and just be like, all right, Hunter, you want the black side or the brown side? And I'm going to be like, right. brown matches my shoes, you know, and just get lashed. You're sick in the head. It's wild that you have a job and you do this stuff. You guys, I, I think I am culture. It's not wild that you have a job. It's wild that you do this stuff at your job. Like you're like a character. Like you don't. What's I going on? Are you really the office funny guy? Right. People might think I am the simulation. Is what mm-hmm. I'm starting to contrive. I'm I'm a plant. I'm a corporate plant. Who's going to report me? You're all guilty. You know. Right. You you're just there to keep morale up. Yeah. Just boost, 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 boost. I, they put me on the culture committee for the office. There's uh, four of us that are in charge. Five of us. I'm one of them. Like, like culture, as in like white like and set, diversity. Setting up like charity events and. Uh, uh, I thought it was like a diversity thing. It, it well, I'm Caribbean, 
Yeah, that's what I was assuming. You would yeah. really push that one too. It's me. I'm a male Caribbean. There's a female white woman, a female African American, a female Scottish girl, oh. and just an Anglo Saxon man. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm glad you're contributing to the office and having a good time. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome for this information. Um, let's carry on though. NFL week eight moving on to week nine or is it week nine week nine moving week on to week ten correct um last week you picked the raiders tough loss man and you are now one on two one and two on your best bets i picked the ravens who also <laughs> smacked and covered and i am now three and oh on my best bets uh both underdogs didn't hit both were close mine was definitely closer and would have been a much bigger hit washington pushed no, no, no. Our underdogs. Oh, 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 oh. Correct. I had Tennessee. You had um, the Rams. D- yeah, dude. Talk about that last second bullshit with the Rams. Come on. I know, but the Titans had them toast. They plus did. Plus 475. They did. They did. The value. A huge hit. The value there was just screaming at me. Yeah, we're value guys. Um, You carry on, and then our combo best bet, we finally hit. We were 0-2 smacked in the first quarter Joe with Mixon. the Bengals. Joe Mixington. It's an interesting name. Um, and then we pushed on the Commanders, which, you know, depending on when you placed your bet, what book you had, could have totally been a win at three. And yeah. Half. Yeah. No one's giving you two and a half either, or else you gotta give them a call. Yeah. You yeah, probably yeah. won if you if you tailed us there, you probably won. Yeah, B O L. Uh B O L that means we're not liable for any of your mistakes. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, so last week's picks went pretty well. Uh, Bills went down. We're not going to talk about it because Hunter is yet to confront that. Don't I think that's it. maybe why you're acting out at work. It's probably, you know, if I'm, I I'm, were to be a therapist, would be I would say it's because of a reason that you're not speaking up. I'm deflecting. Uh-huh. I'm deflecting. And people know something's wrong, and I haven't acknowledged it yet. Right. You, okay. you know how I knew, the, how I knew it was going to scar me around the 8.30 meeting Monday morning. You know, first meeting of the week. Little every every Monday morning meeting starts with five ten minute recap announcements. Director of the office goes, "Yeah, what are hunters feeling right now? Tough loss to the Jets. Couldn't be me." And I text him right after. I just go, "You had to stab me at eight thirty in the morning on a mm. Monday." You know, pre daylight yeah. savings, clock turn back, post daylight right. savings. I mean. Yeah, clock turn back. How many sips of coffee are you even in at that point? Yeah, uh, barely. Not even barely a full a cup. Few. Not even yeah. a full cup, Joe. Because I think you know. I'm not. I'm not an office working man, but I think the key for the first meeting of Monday is to still be kind of asleep. Like I assume yeah. you don't. You want to hear like twenty percent of it, right? Right. Yeah. So okay, that's tough. You had to. You had to deal with that. Yeah. So um, Raiders. Yeah, Josh Allen's also kind of hurt. Um, I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> I, I actually told my one of my bosses this. He was a tough game, and I go, "I'm doing that thing where you suppress a memory with so much aggressiveness." And so harshly that in a year's time, you truly don't remember it. You know what I mean? With like PTSD victims yeah. or victims of other heinous acts, they might just literally block it out of their minds forever and then have to go to like psychotherapy to unlock it. Yeah. So I'm hoping that with this, four years time, oh my God, you remember that Bill's Jets game? Uh, 2020 or, or 2021 or 2023? 2022, I go, they, they didn't play in the Meadowlands that year. Right. They go, what do you mean? It's right here. I go, that's not real. That's Photoshop. But listen, if Gary Vaynerchuk was screaming 
on a video about beating the Bills in in MetLife. You know, I'd I'd block that out too. If I lost to the Jets in MetLife, Gary Vaynerchuk danced on my grave. Zach Wilson's a bad quarterback. You know, I'd be upset too, losing their best player the other week. Um, I'd be upset too. Yeah. But carrying on. Raiders are dead to me, if I could just put that out there as well. Texted my Raiders insider. I said I I hope they get skull fucked because I am never even looking their direction again. They were up, what was it, 21, 24 nothing, 17 nothing, 24 to 7. No, 17 nothing. 24 to 7, though, at some point, right? Wasn't it? Something like that. Like, what a, what a game. fucking botch job. Yeah, I mean, in our mini episode, we recorded, didn't post, um, just talked NFL picks. I did ask, are the Raiders not on your never bet again list? And they are. No, not I, yet. I will be not tweeting that out. I will. Be, it is now Broncos, Browns, and Raiders. Yeah, probably a good list to have in general. Um, so you don't have to deal with those teams anymore. You know, just never, those, stinking, no. those stinking teams who always do it to you. They won't, I'm never touching them, not with a 12-foot pole, not with another human, not with one of those nuclear waste handle things. They're never being touched until next season. McDaniels what's is a nuclear. What's the nuclear waste handle like? Uh, giant tweezers? I'm picturing, you know, those old claw things we used to have as five-year-olds. I'm picturing yeah. that made out of strict titanium, aluminum, mm. metal alloy, and I'm wearing the hazmat suit, you know, like... Gotcha, you know, I'm following. Like How many Runkin? Comedy, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Runkin, Comrade Dietloff. Comrade Gozov. <laughs> it's a great, great show. He goes, three Runkin, not good, not terrible. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I love how, like, that's the one thing we really remember, just laughing about the Runkin. <laughs> not great, not me- terrible. <laughs> not great, not terrible. Um. All right, week nine, though, or sorry, week ten. Go. Oh, we are here for our best bets. Um, once again, quick recap. Last week we hit on our combo best bet. We pushed on our rat line bet. And the rat line bets are as close as we can get to a rat line. Sometimes there's not always a clear rat line. And then on our individual bets, I hit my best bet going 3-0. and Hunter missed on his best bet on the Raiders going 1-2. and Both my uh, underdogs lost. We're both 0-2. Hunter did hit on his bonus James Robinson bet, but at what cost the Bills lost. I took Michael Pittman two touchdowns. I don't know why anyone would ever take that bet. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm not. They're dog shit. Because I'm not. A rookie quarterback. I'm not taking that bet. Um, so let's start like we did last time with our combo rat line. Bills birds parlay also didn't hit. Thanks again, Hunter. Piece of shit. Um, really kick you while you're down, Doug Mastriano. <laughs> Mamet. <laughs> Memedaz. <laughs> All right, for our best bet, um, you know. Primetime's been good to us. Primetime's been good to me, at least. I hit on Thursday, two weeks ago, Monday, last week. Um, primetime's been good to us. So we go back to primetime, you think? I think we do. Thursday night football. The Atlanta Falcons are minus what? three. <laughs> what? Um, the Atlanta Falcons are minus three against the Carolina Panthers. Away in Carolina in the Thunderdome, they call it, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, made that up. Open air stadium. What what stadium is it? 
Oh, what is it? Uh, I think it's a bank. Bank of America. Yeah, bank of America. Very good. Thank you. All right, we're taking Falcons minus three. They should have won last week. Lost in a heartbreaker to the Chargers. They've been sturdy. I think Baker might come back this week. He might yeah. not. If he does, they're definitely fucked. If he doesn't, they have a chance. But we still like packed uh, Falcons minus three. Who's coming back for the Falcons? Because we checked Cordero Patterson. Cordero yes. Patterson. He came back this last week. Limited Full touches, strength. easing him into it. Had a forty-yard touchdown called back. I think this week he really assumes the position. I'm thinking eighty-eight plus rush yards, forty-seven plus receiving yards, one score. And he's actually a beast. That video of him trucking someone over last week was yeah. kind of wild. Disgusting. It's Mr. Yes. Patterson. Cordell. Mr. Does It All. Scordale Patterson. All right. That is our combo best bet. Danny the Wine Man, the Consumer, combo best bet. Our rat line isn't exactly a rat line, but it seems ratty to Hunter, and I trust his nose. Um, sniff this sniff this one out for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It smells the rat line. Is, it smells Careful. like the bubonic plague. It smells like the bubonic plague. Here's my rat line, right? For all you conspiracy theorists out there, this is where we stick it to the man. I like the Browns over the Dolphins. Dolphins have just had a disgusting offense the last couple of weeks, and they only open up at minus three and a half at, at home, home against the pretty decimated Browns squad that has had some pretty tough losses. I don't know what else would smell like a red line. I feel the Dolphins should open at minus eight and a half, nine and a half. You also consistently throughout the year have thought the Browns are worse than they are. They're not performing that well. Bad. I bet I bet on them to win three times, and all three they've lost. Right. So mentally, that's a little bit of a block. So beware. Uh, best of luck if tailing, but Hunter has B-O-L. a bit of prejudice. Yes, be Um And also beware headphone users when Hunter sniffed up to the microphone. That was terrifying. <laughs> That was it's like Pete, it was like Peter Pettigrew, but in 4K Dolby ultrasound. Right, and I'm thinking a really shitty budget too, so it's just me and just super glued fur to me, and I'm just on the ground, like you know. Like you got a Peter Pettigrew. Yeah. a human. It's clearly a human. You kind of got that Peter Pettigrew look to you, though. I got some grit to me. I serve the Dark Lord. The Dark Lord. Um, Yes, you're right. The Dolphins have been extremely hot, and this line should be bigger, and especially at home because I think. If you're at home, you get three points in the NFL? Yes. Is that what it is, or was it four? You no, get a it's few... three. It's okay. three. So you get three points. So like that's basically saying neutral site. It's an even line. This game's even? I don't think so. Mike McDaniels is kind of a genius, but the Bears did push him. Um, but, yes, that is as close as we can get to a Dr. Mehmet Oz rat line. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Sponsor of the week, Super Tuesday, Dr. Mehmet Oz Ratline. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Mehmet. Thank you, Mehmet. Um, all right, you all, can I go first here with my picks? Yeah, don't take am I hitting a, Am I hitting them both one. or are we going? No, one. One. Best bets. All right. And uh, quickly, we'll I want to preface this. I want to preface this. Best bets are obviously, out of all of these bets, are the most important. That's what you put most of your money on. That's what you trust the most. The best bet. Yeah, underdog, blah blah blah, random. I just picked mine out of random. You get the idea. Best bets, what matters. So right. let's see if Hunter can step up here and get a win. All right, uh, thank you for coming back to my segment of Hunter the Consumer's Best Bets, sponsored by Scenic Photos at Hallmark Stores. Uh, thank you, Scenic Photos at Hallmark Stores. Whoever creates you, um, my best bet for this week. I'm really excited about this. Got the boys coming back. We're going with the Dallas Cowboys mm. at minus five. Against the Green Bay Packers in Jerry's world. No. In in Green Bay? Yes. 
in Green Bay. I'm still really pumped about it. I love Pollard. I think they're going to pound him the rock a lot more. I love C.D. Lamb. Maybe they get a little OBJ magic. Micah Parsons is crazy. Jerry Jones is a rapist, crazy rapist. And he's about to do that all over, all over Green Bay. So I'm going with Cowboys minus five here. I do want to say I don't think OBJ would be able to physically play this week um, by any means. He's, he's cleared. Yeah, I bet he is. I If he's clear, he's just going to stand on the sidelines. Um, that boy got his second ACL surgery, complete reconstruction. I, I want to make that clear for anyone who's really excited about OBJ coming back. He can be a veteran on a good playoff team, but let's let's not get let's not get too high on this fucker. Man, yeah, blow it um, out your ass, Dan. Yeah, but I I kind of like the Packers, so that's awesome. Um, I kind of definitely see the Packers covering five here at home. Aaron Rodgers is mad. The Cowboys are just average. Um, good pick though, because you're that one seemed, and two. That seems that's real, your best bet. That's that your best like bet. Like a real slight. That's your best bet. That's yeah, your that's best my, bet. My best bet is Dakota. Dakota been playing well. I haven't even seen him play. Who fucks Dakota? Dakota Prescott. Oh, is that his name? I I have no clue. That one I made up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, but if you're named Dakota, wouldn't you just go by Dak? I'd probably go by like Rashid. <laughs> Just really go off brand with the nickname. They're probably Sterling. It's it seems like let me see. Let me type in real name after. If my name was Dakota, I would go by the name Moises Ari. Suck it, it is Dakota. That's crazy. It's a, his first name's actually Rain, like R A Y N E. What's what's your best bet? I don't care about him. You would never go by that name. Yeah, no. my best bet is MVP candidate, fantasy winner for um, the Sleeping Dragons. How about Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears at home? Minus two and a half against the Lions. Wow. That will be my best bet of the week. Lions coming off their second win. Bears coming off a heartbreaker in Miami. But now we're in Soldier Field. The Lions have one of the worst defenses. And the Bears have just been absolutely carving. I don't see the Lions winning two in a row. I don't see them winning one at Soldier after a huge win. The Lions have looked sharp. Justin Fields looks developed. Huge, huge best bet here. Bears minus two and a half. I like that. You know, I wouldn't say he looks developed, but I can say that his last two weeks in the league have been are easily his best two weeks as a pro. So I, I like them to carry the momentum. That's a really sneaky best bet. Two shitty teams. You'd never right. expect that. You're looking for right. a powerhouse. But I'm starting to th- – the Bears aren't as shitty as people think. And who's the, who's the fourth team in the division? Never mind. It's the Vikings. Um, but two and a half's under a field goal too. So it's like, you know, I, I like that. That's a tight line to be at home. And clearly I think the better team. Unless the Lions figured it out. But DeAndre Swift's still working his way back. Dan Campbell doesn't seem as smart as people think. Right. He's a motivator. They just need better coordinators. He's a motivator. I think he's a good head coach. I think he needs a better staff. Correct. They just need time. I don't think they're going to quit on him yet. I hope they don't. Yeah, me too. Um, Um, Okay. Underdogs. Underdogs. All right. Thank you again for coming back to Hunter the Consumer here, sponsored by our uh, longest-term partner here, Cheddar Squares. If you need flavor, come get this hair, Cheddar Square. Uh, we are going to the great, great city of San Francisco for the 49ers yeah, like against that. the Chargers, right? 
your line right there is plus seven. You're going to get great value. Plus seven for the Chargers. Plus, plus, you know, 49ers plus seven. No. Dude, what are you talking about? You're having a tough day. Am I reading? Am I dyslexic? <laughs> I mean, where, what, in what world would the 49ers at home be plus we, seven against the can Chargers? We, can we delete that? No, that's not being deleted. That's staying on? Is that Nothing's, hard to Nothing's ever been deleted. We had an awful start to this episode. It just stays on. Right, right, okay. Um, oof, this is a... Uh, I can go. This is a stink. Yeah, come back to me. <laughs> this is... My, we, have not, we are not prepared. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's just like, how did... You botched that. It's not like you weren't prepared. You just completely, completely botched it. Oh, my God. Are you going? Oh, yeah, sorry. Um... All right, I complete. I just quickly changed mine because I remembered how bad the Broncos were. So I was looking at Broncos <laughs> plus one thirty at Tennessee, but Tennessee played the Chiefs tight. Tight, they're at home. I trust them. I'm gonna take a tighter line. Seahawks plus one twenty, plus two and a half. So plus one twenty against Tampa Bay. I reckon in Germany and or London. I think it's the Germany game because Scott Hansen was really excited they're gonna be in Germany. Hansen. Listen, listen. The Bucks are coming off a win. Neutral site, neutral site. I think the neutral site early morning game gives an easy escape for the Bucks just to lose and Geno Smith to do his thing. Mm, before the, the people Se- even wake up. It all matches the Seahawks season. The Seahawks have been sneaky good all year. Well coached, good fighting team, good running team, solid defense. Plus 120 against the Bucks. That's a game where you're asleep. You see Seahawks win, you're like, it doesn't, you don't blink an eye. Let's get to one o'clock. Okay. 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 I like that. Yeah, you're panicking um, now. I you're am scro- panicking. You're, you're like scrolling through our our next sponsor, BetMGM, <laughs> the king <laughs> of right. sports books. Like, part of me thinks I should go with the Chargers because now I think that they're probably going to cover, but maybe not really. Well, underdogs not about covering, boss. No, they're about winning. You're right. They're about winning. Um, oh, jeepers. Okay, we're gonna go with uh. We are. You should just take the Vikings. Yeah, Josh Allen's hurt. You should. We're going to Arizona. We're going to take the Cardinals money line. Also a tighter line against the Rams. I think the Cardinals end the Rams season this week. Plus one thirty-eight. Uh, decent value. Tight line. Ten to win thirteen. hundred to win one hundred and thirty-eight. I'm going with Arizona. What'd you say? I got him at plus one fifty over here. Uh, well, not Fanduel. Okay, DraftKings has my or other sponsor DraftKings. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's a fine bet, I would say. I do uh-huh. worry that Cliff Kingsbury and um, Call Duty Kyler, Kyler. Little, yeah, they. I think that's over. I think Cliff. Cod Kyler. If I think if Arizona loses this week, he's going to get fired. Yeah, no, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna kill him. Offensive mastermind. He's just. A, they literally just called him that because he looked like Sean McVay, and Sean McVay proved that he could do anything. They're both just handsome and offensive masterminds. One's good, one's not. So they go, "Hey, Cliff Kingsbury, uh, you're a horrible offensive coordinator and coach." And he goes, "Did you see what I did with Mahomes at Texas Tech?" That's his answer every time. <laughs> like the one prodigy, and and it's like the worst defensive league in the world. Besides the point. Um, yes. Let's recap. Combo best bet was Atlanta Thursday Al- night. Al- Atlanta minus three against the Panthers. Thursday night away, Bank of America Stadium. Rat line, kind of rat line. Uh, <laughs> what? Hey, hey. Uh, Browns plus three and a half. 
Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, 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 no. It's um, it's three. I know, but aren't we betting on the Dolphins? No, or we're the Browns. the Browns. I thought the Browns were on your never bet again list, though. I'm not going to bet on it, but the fa- that's why we say best of luck in failing. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Browns, Browns I'm plus three. It. No, no, I'm not. T- I know you don't touch. You don't touch our rat line. The rat line's a risk you want to take. Combo best bet, maybe. Um, except for we rarely do well when we bet together. Um, so rat line is Browns plus three. Um, in Hard Rock Stadium, I believe. Yeah. Nah, probably not. Probably first energy. Who cares? <laughs> no, it's in Miami. It's in Miami. Okay. Um, then my bets are... <laughs> this is one of the worst we've ever done. <laughs> uh, my underdog bet is... <laughs> Seahawks? No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I have the Seahawks. Plus one twenty maybe uh, in Germany Munich Bayern Munich uh, Deutschland um, Pete Carroll seems like he'd love Germany against the Bucks. My best bet of the week is the Bears minus two and a half at home against the Lions. I really like this bet. I'd hammer it. Um, moving on to Hunter because I remember both of my bets combo best bet and the rat line. So try your memory, boss. All right, my best bet is Cowboys. Uh, minus five in Lambeau Fields, my best bet. Well, you're going to be crying when I win. So you're wanting to. Uh, I'm dancing with the boys. My underdog best bet and a crude changing of events and my mental psyche has switched to the Arizona Cardinals at plus one thirty eight in SoFi. Listen, I best of luck if tailing guys. B O L B O L. Best of luck. Um, that, that wraps up a sloppy NFL segment, a sloppy intro. This is what happens when we get delayed an hour because Hunter needs to make oven-baked DiGiorno pizza. It's Super Tuesday. It is, happy Super Tuesday. Where's your I Voted sticker? It's on my Mail it. <laughs> Mail-in ballot or what? Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a yeah. That's <laughs> that's what that's what usually did you vote this year? Yeah. <laughs> that's what i tell you yeah <laughs> happy super tuesday um let's maybe i'll just uh maybe tonight when i play some call of duty on my new xbox i'll just be like in all the lobbies be like did you bet or did you vote and they'll just go no i'm like do you just hate democracy do you just hate this world didn't do their what they would call a civic duty you didn't do your civic duties dr Mehmet Oz. <laughs> Dr. Mehmet Oz. Dr. Mehmet Oz got rich selling a miracle pill. That's what the commercial <laughs> says. Yeah, Viagra. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Mehmet. Good grief. Thanks a yeah, lot, Mehmet. Good grief is right. Um, so we carry on to our movie. So if you haven't seen The Fellowship, that means you haven't seen The Two Towers. Correct. Uh, but we're going to get right into spoilers because this movie came out in 2002. So if you haven't seen this movie, now's your time to go or stay and listen to us talk about Lord of the mm-hmm. Rings, even though you haven't seen it, which maybe will make you see it. But spoilers ahead, um, Gandalf the Grey becomes Gandalf the White and he lives and he's reborn. Um, so spoilers ahead. Well, I mean, Jesus, you really just dropped an atom bomb on the on the people. They're like, all right, I probably have like 15 more seconds uh 
to listen before they really get into it. And then he just goes, spoilers ahead. Gandalf is back as Gandalf. Yeah, but I did some research and I found out in the trailer for this movie, they show that Gandalf's coming back. Oh, which kind that's of, pretty- Which shows how bad trailers used to be back in the day. Stupid on Peter Jackson. One man, one redemption story. Back yeah. from the dead, Gandalf. Coming this summer. I do kind of miss the voice, though. That was... That's, yeah, the voice is special. But trailers have kind of become their own art form, so... Yeah, yeah, they're a mini-movie now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so this movie is the extension of the first movie. Um, basically, Frodo and Sam... Recap. Frodo and Sam continue their journey to Mordor, and they're accompanied accompanied by the shifty Gollum, a.k.a. Schmeagol. Um <laughs> And they're on their way to Mordor to destroy the ring. Um, they go on a bit of a journey. They go here, they go there, they're stuck, blah, blah, blah. Um, on the other side of things, we have Legolas, Gimli, and uh, I was on fire with names for there for a minute, um, and Aragon. They are looking for Pip and Mary. Um, and Pip and Mary are caught by some. Erks, orcs, 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 and I know I call them orcs. Orcs, they escape. They keep trailing them. They can't find them. So then Pip and Mary go in their own way. They're hanging out with the tree people for the rest of the movie. Aragon, Legolas, and Gimli go to Gondor. Rohan. Rohan. Those two, I'm gonna flip every time. Sure. Just two gonna be honest. Cities. Yeah. Just gonna be human, honest. Yeah, the two human kingdoms. They go to Rohan. They talk to the king. They meet. They see Gandalf. Um, they all flee to Helm's Deep, where we get the main sequence of the movie, the Battle of Helm's Deep. Um, that's the movie. A pretty, bad, pretty bad recap, but I did it. Yep. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, we'll <laughs> catch you next week. Danny, have your quote ready. Yeah, you can't eat your chickens without your meat. <laughs> Isengard. Isengard, yeah, yeah. All right. All right um, where, yeah, where do you want to start here, man? Yeah, I took notes I again. I, I guess but, I want to get your take real quick. I want to hear, you know, I want to, what's your overall consensus? I'm proud of you for doing another long movie. Well, yeah, I this was a two-chunker. I fell asleep. I won't, I'll be honest. This was a two-piecer. You're a piece of shit. Wish you didn't tell me that because I've just lost respect from you on on camera, on cam. You know I can't do three hours. I was also battling a lot. I mean, Lily was here last week. I was in New York. I got back Monday. That was a lot. Oh, I had a I had a hard battle to get this movie out. What do they say? Excuses is pain leaving the body or whatever it is. Pain is yeah. And Josh Allen and Josh Allen has tennis elbow. Who who got hurt? <laughs> Who's that quarterback? He just beat the Packers. I was there. Yeah. Um, all right. My take is I I don't want to use the word underwhelmed, but. The way everyone built these two movies up compared to the Fellowship, whenever whenever I told anyone, oh, I just saw the Fellowship, they're like, oh, you gotta see the next two. The first one's so slow, dude. You'll you'll love the next two. I didn't think it was like a massive jump between the Fellowship by any means. Hmm, intriguing. I intriguing. thought it was very similar to the Fellowship. We just got a massive battle sequence, which sure. I did enjoy. I did okay. enjoy the Battle of Helm's Deep. But like, like the majority of the movie was the same thing. It's these right. separate parties. I mean, they were more together, but just traveling, just on their way, getting pushed backwards, moving forward, getting pushed left, getting pushed right. 
just continuing to fight. But I mean, obviously knowing the characters and now getting to go a little deeper into them, a little deeper in the story. Yeah, it was better in that aspect, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't this like insane jump, which people made me really feel like was about to happen. Sure. Sure. I can, I can see that. Right. It's not like you go from, you know, watching an old trilogy movie to the new trilogy, right? It's not that astronomically different or like seasons in game of Thrones, but uh, to that point too, I, I feel like it does expand a lot, right? You're introduced, you go That's from true. just knowing the Shire and the mountain, the, the mountain of Moria and whatever to now you're like, Oh, you're in a whole new kingdom. Here's an actual city. You're getting the scale of things, right? It's, I think the big jump is from two to three, but I, I think as far as action goes, obviously there's a pretty huge jump between one and two, right? Correct. The action, yes. And I did have a little bit of qualms with like the meeting the cities. I mean, I got to watch the extended edition. I know it'd be different, but for a regular viewer, for a first time viewer, for somebody who's in theaters, it felt quick. Uh, a lot of it felt, I don't want to use the word rush, but it felt quick when we met some people's brothers and this king's son and this city and this king who were like really following for the rest of the movie. Right. Um, and a lot of that was just like, here's a new character and he's going to be a and major gone. And here's a major city that there's a war app, there's a fight here. Like when we get to. Um, God, what's the god damn it gondor and what rohan rohan okay gondor we get to gondor with um with frodo and sam it's like there's just like oh. well that's actually the city of osgiliath gondor Fuck. is the kingdom their main city is minas tirith but that city and is i did osgiliath. have an i did <laughs> gotcha <laughs> i did have another thing this this movie made me feel like a nerd like, yeah. this movie felt nerdy. Like, I can watch sure. Game of Thrones and not feel like I'm a nerd. No wonder in the early 2000s it was a little, like, hard to be a nerd. It's a little easy to make fun of you when, like, Gandalf comes out. And it's like a bright white screen. He goes, I am now Gandalf the White. I was once Gandalf <laughs> the Great. It was just like, that's the nerdiest shit I've ever seen, dude. It's pretty nerdy. It's pretty. It's Surrey and McCallum now, so leave him alone. Valid, valid. Um, I did take some notes again because I enjoyed going through my notes. yeah. Um, so early in the movie, we, the opening scene is a dream about Gandalf. Um, mm-hmm. we get a lot of CGI in that scene. I would have rather not seen any, that heavy of CGI to start the movie. That's it. Um, but I did want to move on. And then after that, we get Gollum who's like fighting with Sam and Frodo. Mm-hmm. And I think Gollum looks good for CGI, especially for that time. I think he looks really totally. good. Totally. Uh, Andy Circus or whatever. Yep. Um, and then he like fights, he fights them. And I just wrote that fight was awesome. And it was, it was just a nice scrappy battle between two hobbits and a little demented human creature thing. Yeah. A little mental. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Well, yeah. Let me, let me hear, let me hear more thoughts on Smee. Yeah. My precious. Sure. We'll get into him. I, uh, I did like the introduction of him obviously being two people and whatever you want to call it, whatever I want to, I don't know what to call it. I'm uh, under the impression he was once. I don't know if it's a human or an elf or if there's another species, but he was a regular person. The ring turned him into this creature, which mm-hmm. created Gollum and Smeagol's his old person. That's why they have right. those conversations back and forth. And the scene they do it, I think it was done pretty well, but it was like a little uncomfortable. It's like 
Gollum's looking in the camera. Smeagol's looking to the right. And they're like having a conversation with yourself. And that's where you get mm-hmm. the realization that's two people. Yeah. Um, so I, I did actually enjoy that. Um, and the movie ends with probably the biggest part of the movie or like the biggest revelation. Because when the movie ends, it's it's not that they won. Well, they did. They won for now. Like they killed all the orcs retreated. Right. They'll, they'll live another day. The orcs retreated. They um, flood Isengard. Uh, like all the shit's gone. They like ruined the orc factory. And then you get the scene with Gollum, Sam, and Frodo. Um, they're let free by... Um, I couldn't tell you his name. Faramir, brother of Boromir. Faramir, brother of Boromir. Um, Boromir's from the first one. That's, right. That's Sean Ed, Bean. Ed Stark. Ned Stark. Um, he lets them free, and they're having that little conversation. They're like walking, and then... Gollum goes free and it's clear that Gollum takes over for yeah for a recent for the for the first time we've seen him honestly right he takes over for what's his name yeah I I remember the first time I saw that I thought I thought that was kind of scary you know you 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 get everything's kind of happy for the last like five ten-ish minutes you know they win they're getting let go and Sam and Frodo start walking and Smeagol's all by himself and he's just like we should kill him you know, they're yeah. going back and forth. They're like, he betrayed us. You know, like he tried to kill us. Yeah. They're like, all right. And finally he goes full Gollum, right? He's like, let's, let's kill these. Let's kill these little hobbits. Well, and let me take the ring back. Right. Well, what he says, he says, I'm going to take them to her. Right. No clue who that is or what that is. Right. Um, Cause he refers to like him as us. And so her could be anything. Right. Um, true. true. It is, a, it is a good ending. I honestly thought that's a good lead to the third movie. Right. And then they're like, uh, where are you Gollum? And he comes out, he's like this way, like everything's all good this way, you know? And, and you're thinking he's up to no good. You know, he might do something pretty drastic. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I think that's something we are all kind of, at least me as a first time viewer ready for, or at least, mm-hmm predicting a little bit you know if you got a wild goblin creature who had the ring its whole life you know how powerful the ring is and he's battling with two voices you could see something bad he's uh he's unstable you know he needs to get on on xanax correct he is uh he's mentally he's mentally unwell yeah what were you about to say there it's not like something for borat i don't know all right oh oh (laughs) (laughs) my brother Bilo, you go crazy crazy (laughs) Um, my next note, um, you as a Lost fan, you know, I know Thomas, also a Lost fan. He loves this. Aragon, um, so when the orcs get beat by that little army, uh, or like that side army, mm-hmm. um, the orcs get beat, they think, they get there, like Aragon and Legolas, they get there and they think Merry and Pip died. Right. Because um, their belt or something weird's in there. Yeah, the little the the fellowship brooch, right? That little green right. belty thing. Gotcha. And I do enjoy that. I like that the fellowship has a little thing. Yeah. Um, but right there, we get Aragon as a lost fan. He he just starts to track. Right. He gets on one knee. He gets low, and he goes, "A hobbit slept here." Right. Right. He starts moving with him. He goes, "There, there was a scramble. Yeah, they yeah, ran. Yeah. They were caught. You know." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like he's really into it all i wrote is i love a tracking scene right yeah he just he just goes a hobbit laid here right and they're showing little flashbacks little yeah, cuts, yeah, like, yeah. like a hobbit lady he's on he's like there was a scramble there was fighting 
human spear, you know, like <laughs> blood of the gargoyle. A man yeah. for a man fornicated on the sleeve. He really It was some kind of interracial lovemaking on this <laughs> bed of hay. Four days unshowered, you know. Yeah, Pork yeah. belly for dinner. <laughs> yeah, like someone really fat and smelly late here and he like keeps sniffing it's like are you done tracking he's like i need more it's like come on (laughs) two siblings no 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 siamese twins right like it gets really in depth like might have had a yeti with them you know <laughs> yeah so aragon tracks and uh it reminds me of lost when like they always did in lost the like, kate will like, look at footsteps you know go he went that way north it's like oh, all right i trust you <laughs> um but that's where we we get carl urban in those scenes too he makes his his appearances in those movies. He was a little bit earlier, I think was his first initial scene, but in the unextended edition, pretty sure he only has a brief moment of screen time before they conduct that raid on the orcs and save Mary and uh, Pippin. Are you referring to like the leader of that little army? The son of... Yeah, Carl Urban. Yeah, yeah. No, that's his nephew. nephew. Okay, not his son. Not his son. And he gets sent away from the king when he's under Saruman. He gets banished. What Grimo Wormtongue. Right. I had a hard time. I I had a hard time picking up on that. It took me. Yeah. It took me. It took some work. It wasn't clear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but also, I'm trying. I'm da- you're downloading a lot of information in these movies. Oh yes, you are. It's re- That's I'm why, really in trying. a way, I kind of like the extended more because it's longer, but it's all about explanation and backstory. So it's not like we're missing a twenty minute battle. Yeah. We're missing a pretty integral scene. Of the king with his son before he dies, and then they banish Carl. Correct. You know what I mean. And I'm I'm aware of that as a viewer right now, but we talked about it. It's it's wrong for me to do that first. Right. Um. Next note. Oh uh, wait! Before you jump, though. Yeah. How about that name, Grimma Wormtongue? That's a good one. You know, that's that's how I kind of imagine myself being the hand of the king. You know, I got I got the king under the spell, and I'm just whispering in his ear. They're like, "We're here to see uh freaking." Oh, I forgot the king's name now. You remember the king's name? Um, Jesus. There, Guys, the king of Rohan. Theoden. Theoden. Jesus. Theoden, king of Rohan. Yes, yes, king of, of Rohan. Rohan. Like, you know, he gets in his ear and he's like, I think you should banish them. They're trying to get yeah. power. And he's like, get out of my hall. And he goes, yeah. look at the old look at the old magician. You know, he's, he's trying to use magic on you. Persuade you. And he's like, no magic. That's who I want to be. No, I, I absolutely love that little whispering. That would be a good job. In Gandalf, he's like, Grimma worm tongue, you slimy fool. Like, yeah. Release him. He's like, I don't know what you mean, king. Yeah. Um, I did notice something, just maybe just good acting, whatever. Um, right after he fade in, gets released of his spell, Gandalf sits like right next to him. Right where worm right where worm tongue was. And I forget whatever conversation they're having, but Gandalf's like gets close and gets in his ear and like puts his hand on him. And Theoden like gives him this like uncomfortable look. Like he like remembers a little right. bit. He's like a little weary of this um right. of this advice. Just something I picked up on that I, I enjoyed that. I like that from you. Um, this note must have been right as I was falling asleep, but it I just said it reminds me of Avatar Last Airbender a little bit. I don't know what gave me that note. I don't know either. It it's kind of just like 
the world could really everything as we know it could all end because of this one thing one problem Um, these kind of like random tribes coming back together Uh, you know i like that connection though that's thinking about it in that way yes and i guess it comes to a greater point it's clear how much of modern media is based off lord of the rings especially game of thrones stuff like avatar like this book and clearly these movies laid the groundwork for anything um similar to this and can tell a lot of people take from those movies that's a good take that's yeah. a good take i like that take maybe i have my best takes when i'm half asleep good for you all nice right the, now these now these are from my second watch um the anticipation of helm's deep that's all i wrote was it reminded me so much of the battle of winterfell sure uh, speaking on my last point very very similar um this like unbeatable armies coming to your doorsteps yeah um and you know you can't beat it but that anticipation of everyone started getting ready all the kids all the women like i like right. when you go in the castle and it's just crowded right and like aragon's like you know like you gotta like, scrum me through there's like bread going by i just yeah. i love that like anticipation of war i thought they did a great job with it it's intense right and you you see the uh you see the Urukai army marching from isengard which i love I love that music they do. Uh, you know, and they're marched like, <gasps> it's, I just, it is intense, right? They're like, every, every able-bodied, you know, man and child that can wield a sword. Like, yeah. they're putting on the armor, right? The babies are crying in the background. They're, they're sharpening the swords, you know, like, you see yeah. the sparks flying everywhere. It's like just a matter of time they're going to come to that doorstep. And you're like waiting. Is someone else gonna help? Something gonna happen? You just see this like massive army coming. And I, uh, I forgot. To, I said I low key, I low key like how some of the orcs look. Like they're yeah. terrifying, but I kind of fuck with the man flesh looking ones. Like yeah, I kind of want that guy on my side. Right. No, I mean you, you see him, well, and he's got he's got a mouth like some kind of murderous angry you know he's like like they're like half lions you know they're like (laughs) but they can also speak english you know it's it's i wouldn't want to fight him basically is where i'm going no i guess the scariest part is that they speak english right like if you're acting like that and you look like that and then you're gonna talk to me that's what's gonna (laughs) throw you off right (laughs) Right, you're like that that's your voice you know the one orc he's like i'm gonna kill you Yeah, yeah you go that's your voice you look like that, and that's your voice. You know, I they all look different, obviously, but the one that did speak like that was like trying to kill Mary and Piff, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah he didn't have the great look, but he did speak like that." But he goes, "I'm gonna gut you like a pig." <laughs> Meat, meats back on the menu, boys. How about just a leg? They don't need the legs. They don't need their legs. <laughs> no, that was kind of that was actually funny. Um, speaking of voices, though, real quickly in that scene. I love when they're speaking Elvish. I think mm. that's like it. Yeah. You speak of anticipation for the battle, right? Rain starts to fall. Well, yeah, right? The elven army, note. the the el the elven army marches in. Like we we once had an agreement. We're here to honor that. And it's like, and they're marching through the gates like this organized army. There's a chance now, right? There's a chance. You know, they're like, "Hello, Mister Oh, it's so crazy. No, I do like the Elvish. Like Game of Thrones, like it's clearly pulled from that. Yeah. Like uh, High Valerian, it's like only used in certain times. Totally. Clearly, clearly pulled from that. Uh, totally. My next note was perfect rainstorm. Um, is perfect. Like the you know the war is right there, and just 
It's so slow position. too. It's like it's yes, like drop, yes, drop, yes. drop, 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 and then it's just and all all you can hear for like five or six seconds is just the raindrops hitting the metal. And it's just, it's pretty intense. It's pretty That's intense. actually, it, no, that was awesome. Um, and I, I also like, there's a scene before, I don't know the lead elf's name, who we saw during the fellowship scene. when they're all Elrond of Rivendell? Eldon of Rivendell. There's a scene with him and he's like talking to his daughter about leaving because Aragorn's going to die and you're right. not. Um, and I believe she does leave, correct? Uh, son, you can figure that out. You have a whole other movie. Yeah, I believe she's on her way out. Um, but also in that sort of like weird conversation where he's talking to nobody, I think it's clear that he's like going to send the army. So I was, like, I was ready for the army to come. Um, next note, during the war sequence, right, great sequence, all general. My only one, we'll get into it after this, but when, when they breached the gate, all time kamikaze scene all time he not only does he take two bows this dude's fucking charged up pouring rain with this sparkling thing then he just makes that final dive in there and then major explosion (laughs) he takes them right here right he takes them and he's speaking and he's like bring him down legolas bring him down i i love about that ultimate kamikaze scene too the second right he's getting shot the music's intense the army's going oh Oh, he's running through, and then it just cuts to silent. All you can do is hear him run, right? You just hear, <laughs> right? Kind of, kind of nuts. Yeah, no, I just just wrote all time kamikaze. He was sick. He, you knew he was gonna kamikaze too. Like oh. you knew he wasn't gonna light a bomb. And be like, go, go, go! Right, like no, those part orcs, of the shit, part of the crew. Yeah, those orcs are just sending thousands out by the minute. They don't give a fuck who dies. They're not. Shout crazy. out. Um, shout out that old man that started the battle because he couldn't hold on to the arrow, right? Little comic relief, right? They're going intense. Or it goes down and they, they, they just look at him. They're like, oh, and then they're like, oh. yeah. yeah, I I did think uh, Gimli, he was funny throughout the movie. That, him and, him and Legolas got a little bromance going, huh? That's true. That's true. And I thought Gimli 12, was... 13, 14. Yeah, yeah. He was funny throughout. Um. Yeah, and I enjoyed the jokes throughout the battle, kept it light enough. Um, you know, I think we're all aware of like a little bit of plot armor with that fight. Like you think the main characters are going to make it. And also, I didn't write this down, but orcs give me, I'm going to be careful I say this, a little bit of stormtrooper energy. Okay. Um, Not on that level, but almost like. You know, of course, if you're good with a sword, you can kill 10 that surrounds you. Right. You know, they, they get no proper training. You know, they're just handed a sword and they go go for them. Against, yeah. against skilled knights of the realm, you know, they're right. getting caught up. I mean, these guys are leveled up. Stormtroopers, these guys are actually killing people and hitting their targets. Right. But the same idea is that it's like, oh, you're surrounded. Well, we saw Gimli and um, Aragon stand on the bridge just chopping them up. Right, right. Like he throws him. He throws the dwarf. <laughs> he does. He goes, he I can't him. make the jump. Don't tell the elves. <laughs> he goes, just toss me. Just pick me up and toss me. And he looks at Reaper and throws me and goes, don't tell the elf. Right? Just tosses <laughs> him over. <laughs> yeah, I also, another sick scene in that was Legolas going a shield down as a surfboard down the steps like Conrad <laughs> and Captain the Hat. You know, it's just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, That's pretty intense. You know, and those sort of things, I, I in the moment I was like, 
that was stupid. Like, like there was an initial thought that's stupid, but I actually liked it, right? Like, I guess I'm used to Game of Thrones, which is like so practical. Yes, hyper realism. I mean, there's dragons, so I don't want to use the word hyper realism. The hand to hand combat is pretty hyper realistic. Yeah, it feels so real. Yeah. This is like a little bonus ad. It's a movie. It's a, um, whatever. And, and, it worked. I thought it worked. I thought throwing a dwarf and him killing a f- bunch of dudes, like it worked because it also had a little bit of realism to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for I, sure. Right. And I, I think it also shows just how superior elves are, right? Like he's literally going down a shield surfboard, shooting arrows at perfect accuracy, just correct. wiping the floor. Right. Yeah. And they, they give that vibe that elves are better than everyone else. So it is, it is good to see that. Um, I'll get to the final part of Helm's Deep, but like, I thought it was cool. Clearly, you know, it's like written by a, like, not clearly. Since it's a book, you like, you can really describe what the castle looks like and what the war's going to look like. And they, they right. showed it in the movie, how there's like levels to this castle. They breached mm-hmm. this wall. They breached this gate. They, and it was cool. It was like, all right, one down, retreat. One down, right. retreat. Battle right. of Winterfell. Keep. Like, the really, keep. really, Battle of Winterfell could just feel it was like pulled from it um but it ends with the army of theodon's whatever uh, gondor i rohan rohan fuck that part it it didn't feel fully developed for me it, it felt a little it felt a little cheesy and quick right you just you just ended this 30 minute battle in about 45 seconds right which kind of takes away from it right there's still this massive army there yeah it wasn't that they ended it it's that i feel like i didn't earn who that army was we bumped into that army in my movie once and i completely forgot i was wondering where gandalf was for like 30 minutes watching the movie and i completely forgot he was going to get the army i just remember he made that comment about coming back at at sunrise on the first light of the third morning you know look to the east or whatever it is yeah um, but I completely forgot about the army, and I didn't feel like I knew that army. You know, like, even with the Vale of Aaron and the Battle of Bastards, you know, you felt right. like, oh, I remember Sansa. It was like at least you felt a little connected to that. Right. This felt a little disconnected for me. Yeah. No, I I agree right there. Right. And it was it was a quick ending, and they just kind of diced them up, and you really get no backstory on any of them. He's just like, I'll be back, and they don't. I don't even think he says he's coming back with an army. He just says, look, look to the east on the first light of the third morning. You know, you're like. What, what's what's in the east you know for all they know it could be like a hooker just up there shaking ass you know what i mean like they're like that's what gandalf sends us really yeah. like that's it and you know he, he cuts to him and he's just laughing smoking his pipe he's like those fuckers he's just you know? in the shire enjoying the good life he's a god yeah right and they clean him up quick those cavalry they cut him down yeah i i also just remember I'm with you. Great, I'm with you. Yeah, i just remembered a great line when gandalf goes to see the king and the worm dude and he's just like, we're going to have to take the staff. He goes, you're going to take an old wizard's cane. <laughs> yeah. That's a good line. Yeah, that's a good line. Um, how does this rank, you know, ba- battles-wise? What is, uh, you know, thinking of, you know, you mentioned Battle of Winterfell, maybe some other ones. Is it up there? Is it on your list? Is Helm's Deep a battle sequence you would watch on YouTube on the shitter? Yeah, I, I would watch again. Um, I guess... I had really high expectations and they weren't met. 
but I really did like it. I just felt like everyone who's seen Lord of the Rings... I'm just talking about the battle itself of Helm's Deep, man. I'm talking about that. All everyone right. who's seen Lord of the Rings is like, always like Helm's Deep. Like, always talking about Helm's Deep. And it was really, really good. And especially, especially for its time, it was way beyond its time. And oh, yeah. I enjoyed it all. Like I said, I enjoyed like the little bit of like comic relief throughout these characters being unreal swordsmen and bowsmen. And like I kind of, and I thought it had a lot of variety too. Like it was a great war sequence. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in. Mm-hmm. I would totally watch it. I thought it was really well done and I did like it. I just felt like maybe I heard too much about it. Sure. Sure. Okay. Okay. It's been out for so long. It's been out for so long and I haven't seen it. You know what I mean? And I bet a lot of that hype comes from the people that saw it in 2003 or whatever in theaters. And it's just kind of passed down by that older generation of this is one of the greatest live action battle sequences to this date in time. The scale, the actors. I mean, they damn near built a castle in New Zealand. You know what I mean? They had thousands of people, the orcs. So, you, you know what I mean? It's that hammy down, right? Like, we might talk about Battle of Winterfell for 40 years. Is You have to watch that battle. But 40 years from now, it's just, it's yeah, it was probably good back then, right? It's like, but look at look at what's happening now. Yeah, well, we talked about this in the first one. Like, the CGI never took away from this movie. It was mostly practical. Mostly yeah. practical. So it's like, there's nothing to take away from it. It didn't, it aged very well. I would say sure. the scene is timeless. I'd say you could watch it forever. Once again, the ending, fine, whatever. But um, yeah, I thought they were going to have to escape. Like I thought they were all going to have to escape and run. Like I thought it was going to get destroyed. So, um, I mean, they fooled me, but I wish I felt a little more connected to that army and what Gandalf. I hear you. I hear you. But great Um, sequence. Yeah, great sequence. You got any more notes? One more. I just said, I just said the Nazgul getting dragons is an all-time upgrade. It's just yeah. <laughs> Dude, the Witch King of Agmar has got a fucking steed. He's got his donkey. He's a Shrek and donkey. It's just a quick, quick, they're like, they're on like roads just riding horses. And now they're on fucking yes. dragon back. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's, I don't even know what you call that thing. It's, it's a flying snake. You know that? Yeah. That neck is just like. <sighs> yeah. That's like Craxies. Yeah. It's like Caraxes. That ain't your um, regular dragon. Yeah, all-time upgrade, right? Battle of Osgiliath. We finally see the Gondorian army wearing those crisp silver, silver-plated, uh, you know, armor and whatnot. But uh, one of the things I wrote down for that in that scene where we're seeing the Nazgul with the upgrade, Frodo finally full-blown succumbed to the ring. Yeah, right? He's he like, lost there. Yeah, yeah, they're coming, right? And he's walking towards him about to hand him the ring, right? Like, he's he's poisoned now. You know, that strong will Frodo from the first movie, just kind of like, what is this thing? Ooh, I like that. Is full-blown, like, like he's turning it, it's it's turning into his precious, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, he, he was like, you see him rubbing it when he's sleeping, and he almost kills Sam in that moment, but he comes back to it, and at the end of the movie, him and Sam have a great conversation um, where he seems like himself. Yeah, he's like, Mr. Uh, Frodo, he's like, I want to yeah. go home, you know, I want to yeah. I want the world to be green again. Yeah. Um, so Thanks, yeah, you, you do see him. You do see him succumb to the ring, which is clearly going to be a big part of the third movie. I imagine. Mm. Mm. Honorable mention: the tree people. Yeah, yeah, great way to like keep Mary and Pip in it with giving us more like world building. Yeah. All yeah, something that added to the story though. Like it did add to the story, and they're now part of the war because Saruman's taken down their forest, and then they. 
take down Isengard. So it's like I didn't expect them to be a part of it. Right, and that I, big of a that big of a part, right? And yeah. you're just like, oh, it's just a little side quest to keep the characters involved. Correct. And then out of nowhere, they just took down this major stronghold, right? Yeah, and I enjoy that because like watching Helm's Deep, they intercut with um Mary and Pip. I don't know if they intercut with Frodo. I don't think they they maybe did like mm-hmm. once, maybe twice. Yeah, maybe, maybe once. once. Not much. But it's mostly intercut with Mary and Pip and the tree people. And it's just it's a nice breather, right? Like you, yeah. you get that. You mostly get that when the war just and then you're back. Right. You can't right. just do pound, 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 war, war, right. war. He's like, Many of these trees were my friends. You know, yeah. and then he's like, Arr! and then they and, just go and, and storm they, it. Those trees looked really good in terms of like yeah. effects. Like Totally. This movie aged incredibly well. Agreed. It really does seem like it came out three years ago, five years ago. Phantom Menace come out in 99. Yeah. And then Attack of the Clones 2002. Correct. Yeah. So it's like it, those movies coming I think, out. I mean, Attack of the Clones and Two Towers, same year. I mean, right. doesn't Two Towers look surmountably better and surmountably better yeah and i bet in the moment attack of clones looked great but it didn't age right it just did not age properly this movie's timeless i watched it and i'm more like complimenting the effects than being like yeah right they could have done better or maybe they should have waited five years to make this yeah like Gollum looks good like Gollum looks solid. yeah like you can tell a little bit it's 2002 though but you can hardly but he's like pretty much solid for sure. And that's like my that. final note was the big upgrade. So I like yeah. that. I, um, um, I enjoyed it. Good. Uh, what are you looking forward to the next movie? I got to ask. You know, what What, what do you think's coming? As yeah. I, seen it before. I mean, clearly we're, we're going to Mordor and we're finally going to get to the eye and the doom or whatever it's called, the, the volcano. Um, we're going to get the, the, the main part. Like the movie's going to end. Uh, does Frodo die and does he sacrifice himself? I don't know. I got a major foreshadow in this movie. I don't remember what they said. Something about, you know, how could this end without a sacrifice or the good guy has to die or something along those lines. Which I could see this movie ending with our hero going into the mounting. with The The fire of Mount Doom. The fire of Mount Doom. Thank you. what else am I looking for? Um, looking forward to see uh, Aragon. Is he going to go? What is he supposed to be the king of? He's supposed to be the king of Gondor. Gondor. So those people with the silver plates, Faramir, Boromir, yeah. he's the rightful heir to the throne. So I'm excited to see what happens with that. I'm also excited to see what happens with his love triangle. I don't know if he actually loves that girl at Helm's Deep. Um, she definitely loves him. Um more excited to see him with the other elves. I'm excited to see the elves really get involved. And what happens? Where does Sourman go from here? He's completely weakened, but obviously not out. Um, him and the worm fucker. So I don't know. I really they didn't leave us with much in this movie. If you think no, about it, they no. basically win, and all we get that other little grab is just Gollum taking over for Smeagol. That's really right. It. Right, yeah. I mean, it, it really cuts on a dime, right? Yeah, I mean, the tree people flood. Sourman's left without an army. He Isengard's ruined. The orcs retreat. They lost the war. They lost at Helm's Deep. Um, 
and then Frodo and Sam and um, continue their perilous journey. Yeah, they continue the journey. It's literally everyone's still on that journey. Everyone's still right. going to Mount Doom. Um, Gandalf's back. That's true. He's, He's white. white. He's white. Um, so we'll see what happens in the third movie. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm expecting another big war sequence, a big finale. Mind you, too, the third movie came out literally a year after the second movie. That's so awesome. you didn't have to wait two, three years for the sequel like you do now. It was immediate turnaround. They put those actors to hell. They must have and been working. This is the only spoiler I give you, in my opinion, right? Not the hype up. We're about to get. You're about to watch the greatest sequence of, of all time. Better, best war sequence. I, in my opinion, I think of any movie or TV show I've ever watched. Maybe, maybe this is the one I heard more, and the word Helm's Deep just rang true in my head. Right, right, like because there's not really a name for the next battle, you know. So maybe like, oh, it's such good battles. You got the one in the movie is amazing, and then the Battle of Helm's Deep is amazing. So I, you know. Everyone I know seen Lord of the Rings besides me. And people have talked about it in front of me. But, like, when you don't see a movie, you don't know what they're talking about. You don't pick up on shit. At all. Right? Like, just names. Like, I can hardly remember the names now. Um, maybe I'll remember the slightest bit. But maybe I just picked up on the word Helm's Deep and connected that with being the greatest battle. So, we will see. Sure. Yeah. All right. I, I think we should get the scores. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to watch it, Dan. Really excited to see you cap this off with Return of the King. Yes. Um, I wish I had a pet Schmeagol. All right, Dan, you can go first. All right. Um, I felt like this movie reminded me a lot of the first movie, as in our characters were just on this journey, going new places, we're meeting new people. And obviously we met more important people. We went to more important places. Um, I just felt like a, a little bit of it was undercooked. A little bit of the new characters, including the king, including that saving army at the end. Two of the cities felt pretty rushed and just like I just had a hard time picking up on where I was, what was going on. Um, not a huge knock. Um, I did like Gollum. I thought Gollum was a great introduction and well, he was in the first one, but became much bigger in the story. And he's clearly a major part of the story. Um Big war sequence too. Like that's all you can really ask for in movies. So, action was up. Character development started to get better. We started to get closer relationships. That being said, the fellowship was an eighty-eight. I gave the two towers an eighty-nine. Eighty-nine. Okay. I thought okay. it was better, but I felt it fell short in a few places, which the fellowship didn't. Fellowship sure. fell short in places. It couldn't really help. It was a start. Two towers. I felt put me in a few places i was a little confused a few things felt a little undercooked but i i sure. did once again very much enjoy the second installment of lord of the rings sure i like that i think it's a very fair score on my side of the boat here um you know i definitely agree with you that at least the first half of the movie felt like a continuation of the fellowship right and then it seemed to kind of all get a little more action-packed and and, and thrown together towards the latter of it Last hour, which if yeah. you know, yeah, which if you know me, I'm a sucker for kind of the violence and the action and the big battle scenes. But somebody that just watched the extended versions, which I guess you can count as a whole new movie, you know, I, I all, a lot of the things you mentioned that were a little lacking, they really clarify, which yeah. makes me get to appreciate both movies differently because you don't feel any like where the fuck did that guy come from, right? Like, how do they know his name already? I haven't even met him yet, um, but. The back half of the movie I loved, right? You get to see Gondor for the first time. Grim and Worm, Tom, fuck you. You get the Battle of Helm's Deep, which was 
crazy for its time. Still one of an all-time movie scenes. I love the music. I love the character development, right? Like, I'm in love now, right? Like, Sam and Frodo yes. are BFFLs. Smeagol's an evil little bastard. Gimli and Legolas have a bromance going on. Aragorn's the holiest man on Middle-earth. Yeah, yeah. And with kicking hair Vigo Mortensen has. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, with all that being said, third movie, super pumped to watch that again. It's freaking awesome. I mean, I swear to God, you get two hours of violence, which is just <laughs> my cup of tea. Uh, I gave uh, The Two Towers an 87, up two nice. points from The Fellowship of the Ring. I think it's a pretty fair jump. You you throw that action in there, and I'm a sucker for it. With that being said, if the dialogue was better, it was a little explained more, just thinking of the regular movie not the extended, probably would have been a couple points higher. But I do still think it was more entertaining than the first movie. And yeah, still absolutely. And that's kind of where I went with – I put The Fellowship at an 88. I started off high because I really did enjoy The Fellowship, and I felt mm-hmm. – I enjoyed this one just a little bit more. So I felt like I had to give it an 89. Totally. Um, Totally. Comparing those two. Yeah, uh, that checks out. Yeah, absolutely checks out. Nice. All right. Return of the King. That's next on the list, baby boys. Yeah, Return of the awesome. King. There are scores 89 for Danny DeWine Man, 87 for Hunter the Consumer. Solid Book scores. Butter. I was going to have one more take, but it's it's late. My, you my brain is. In there real quick? You throw my, my brain's muddied. I forget Mush. what I was going to say. All right. Doesn't matter. You were saying something, and I was like, I like what he said. I was going to add to it, but. Okay. Um, That is it for Lord of the Rings, Two Towers. We will be carrying on to the return of the king, who I assume is Aragon. And I'm excited to see him return. Where is he? Oh, who's the real king? Gandalf the Blue? (laughs) There there is a blue wizard. I bet. Pip. Um all right. Let's do What are you watching, man? What am I watching? I actually did have a I was kind of excited to do this because I cranked out maybe three, four movie three, four movies. That's my boy. Um I watched the two towers. That needs to be said because I watched it. Yes, good man. And they're three hours flat. They're not three yeah. hours with credits with thirty minutes of like German and they're three hours. Yeah, no, it's it's there. Um, so I watched that. I finished Welcome to Wrexham. Um, nice. and I want to say, yeah, it's a lot of episodes. I want to say that's my favorite unscripted piece of television I've ever watched. Like, I couldn't recommend it more enough to you. Like, I literally they scored a goal and I like threw my hands up. Like, that's cool. You no, know, like pure reaction. I was, you know yes. what I mean? Like, they yeah, got yeah, me like, real quick. Just to, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they got me, and like I want you to watch, and it's done by Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney, so it's not just following the sports team; it's mm-hmm. so much more. And they do a good job of um, they follow people in the town. Maybe like let's say they follow like seven people. They follow the bar owner, one blue collar guy, uh, one kid, these women volunteers, and like they follow them really well. And then when they show the games, they like show them in the crowd, That's so you cool. get connected to these certain the guy who runs the DVD store, like you get like little places and you feel really connected. And that's I'm, really awesome, dude. It's, it's real. It's actually like really good. It's probably um, going to boom Rexham's economy. Huh? Yeah. I follow them on Twitter. I'm into them. So cool. I was, and I knew nothing. I didn't know if they right. won right. their league. I didn't know if they lost. I didn't know what they were doing. And now I get to follow them. So I'm in, I'm in on. Yeah, Rexham. for sure. For sure. Do, cool. do you know, do you know anything about them? 
Yeah, I know that they – you finished. Yeah, you said Yeah. I know that they lost 1-0 in the final game to get promoted to the second league, right? They lost uh, maybe 3-2. But they oh, lost. I, they lost by one to, to get promoted to, like, actually playing teams that were in the Premier League, like, last year, like, to play those yeah. teams. Yeah, so, so that moment – huge. That moment was devastating. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, they had to win. They had to win that, and then one more. Um, besides the point, you should watch. I also watched a few movies. I watched Barbarian on Netflix. <laughs> Dude, I was told this movie was a thriller. It's, it's the biggest lie I've ever heard. Lily's roommate saw it by herself in a movie theater, came home and said it was a thriller. It is not a thriller. It is a horror movie. Okay, all right, that's what I thought. No, like I saw what you see, whatever the main bad person, whatever this, it's, I'm going to call it a creature. Oh, that's, that's, that's terrifying. Okay. Like, like that's, that creature is so goddamn scary. Sure. Are you, you're not going to watch it all. Not anymore. Not anymore. Oh, you were kind of under the impression it was a thriller. Like I could have fooled yeah. you. Somebody, somebody in the office today too told me it was more of a thriller. And then I actually thought that I was going to go and sit down and, and start watching it. It is, but the word thriller is left for movies like Taken. Right. Thrill if it's got demons and monsters and blood sucking goblins. Like John that is Wick. Right. Yeah. That's a thriller, you know. Yeah. I would say this movie's thrilling. It kind of runs off it's less of like there is no jump scares. Yeah. Um it's not like I was good. It wasn't like ruined my night. But the, right. <laughs> there's this demonic incestual creature. That's all right. That's no, no, all right. no. I have to tell you. I have to tell you because this part was so messed up, and it's like a mom. And when you see it, its titties are just out, and it's like white and black hair, and it makes these characters drink the milk from her tits. Okay. And when I saw that, when that moment, that moment, I was like, a thriller, a thriller. Really, a thriller, <laughs> you stupid bitch! Right? No, no shot. No, 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 that could like really ruin someone's night if you tell them it's a thriller because the first mm-hmm. 20 minutes fake you out as a thriller, right? Yeah, totally. And then the, and the, the movie's good, by the way. I really actually liked it. I thought it was really well done and it wasn't like set on terrifying things. It was well done. Nice. I like that. And I watched, <laughs> I actually didn't, I just remembered I watched this. I watched Popstar Never Stop Popping like a few weeks ago. I don't know if I mentioned that <laughs> on a nope. podcast. Like how that came back up though. Yeah, yeah. Me and Lily watch Popstar Never Stop Popping. Phenomenal. Yeah, it's a good, uh, good Lonely Island movie. Um, the other movie I watched was not gonna remember. You're gonna have to hey, go. Sure. Um, since we last recorded, I watched The Hobbit, uh, the Battle of the Five Armies. So we're is that the last out, uh, one. It's the last one. I rounded out that series. It was like five weeks in between when I watched the second and the third one, but finally got her done. I watched newly released Wait, Netflix. Can, can I ask? Oh. Do, do you like the Hobbits? What were your thoughts on this? I I like the the story of the Hobbits is great. Uh huh. But instead of practical, the whole movie is CGI. Gotcha, and it, it takes almost, away from it. Almost every character is CGI to the point where you're watching it and you go, "This is overdoing it." Where it's taking away from me watching the movie, and I know it's fake. It's like gotcha. it's like watching those live action. Like when that Warhammer movie came out a couple years ago, I didn't watch it, but like it's obvious that a majority of those characters are like CGI goblins. You know what I mean? Like it I'm took following. a while. It took I'm a while. But it's all right. It's good. It's got a good cast. 
Um, yeah, no, we'll do the Hobbits one of these days, loyal viewers. Um, I watched newly released to Netflix, All Quiet on the Western Front, adaptation of the book, which is an adaptation right. from the 19, 1960s movie, 1940s movie. I, I can't remember when the first one came out. Um, this is a contender for me for movie of the year. I mean, it was I think two hours and 40 minutes long. It was unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable. Uh, in, in all German and French, no English is in it. Oh, really? Uh, yep. Daniel Bruhl is in it. Our, I don't want to watch. Dr. Dr. Helmut Zemo from Marvel and other other films. Um, I, I, I would compare it to the German version of Saving Private Ryan. Cool. Except, cool. I, I mean, it's just the character piece. I mean, you're, you're following this large group that slowly dwindles down to one group of of you know boys basically the main character paul but i mean have you ever seen the first one okay well it is just that times a million i mean it shows you the horrors of war like it is fucking crazy so good good, good. that was awesome i watched um the movie collateral last night on uh on uh, netflix i was just looking for a little movie to watch old movie 2006 i think tom cruise uh Jamie Foxx, Jada Pinkett Smith. It's a little thriller, a little bedtime movie I just put on last night. Uh, he's a taxi driver. The guy that gets in his car is a hitman. You know, just a classic, classic Fine. action adventure, right? Classic action. Um, and then for TV shows, nothing really crazy. Still cranking Modern Family. Andor is coming to the end of its shelf life here. Uh, the Handmaid's Tale is kicking. So that's coming up. That's coming to the end, too. I, I believe there's one episode left. Let me fact check that real quickly here. i did remember my other two movies by the way okay you want to go i fact check yeah i watched um 50 50 on an airplane right so right. the movie's called 50 50 i watched it on an airplane i'm um, yes. starring seth rogan jay gord lou jay gord lou has cancer heartwarming yet funny yet solid film nice. um, second movie would recommend this one to most people uh, Vengeance on Peacock, B.J. Novak's film. He oh, yes, starred yes, yes. in it, and I believe he wrote and directed some sort of whatever. He's in that. Um, it was really, really good. Felt passionate. The other actor in that. Um, like kind of the main. Oh, oh, oh! What's his name's in it? Um, handsome boy. I know. Ashton Kutcher. Yes, Ashton Kutcher. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so really, really good. I'd recommend for you a lot. Um, good movie. Cool. I also watch Knives Out. But yes, Handmaid's Tales finale is tomorrow and or three more episodes, 10, 11, and 12. Great. I re- and then I started watching Avenue 5 again because it's on HBO. No. <laughs> no. I don't. Horrible show. Horrible show. All right. I don't want to talk about it because I'm going to pee my pants. Um, right. You know, hour and a half. It gets that point. Um, but Avenue 5, what a, I keep seeing the ad for it to get into my head. Yeah. Like, I think yeah they're, really, maybe... they're really pushing the agenda. Um, I went for a quote and they're all so long. All right, this is from Bertrand Russell. He says, fear is the main source of superstition and one of the main sources of cruelty. To conquer fear is the beginning of wisdom. For all you listeners out there, you better freaking eat that up because that's freaking, that's knowledge being dropped on you. That's good. That's a good quote, Daniel. Thank, um, you. thank you to all of our loyal viewers. Sorry if today seemed a little choppy or stale. It's literally almost midnight for Dan and the Sabres got blown out tonight by the Arizona Coyotes. So we look forward to chatting with you next week. Lord of the Rings coming up. What are you all watching? Comment on the Twitter below. And hopefully I finally win a bet this week. As always, B-O-L. You're going to put it unless you eat your meat. Thank you. Peace.